Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. In this episode, we are concluding the command of Christ, take my yoke. Gabe, do you want to read Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 for us? Yes, so uh, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Really, Gabe, the emphasis in the last three episodes that we have done and, and now in this fourth episode has been, it's been Christ. It's been learning of Christ, being joined with Christ. And and the reason why that's so significant is that without the power, the life of Christ and his enablement, we can't live the Christian life. We cannot. And, um, but in, in, in the contrast with that is if we do try to live the Christian life, it becomes burdensome. It becomes, well, it's, number one, it's impossible. But then number two, we start striving in our own strength. We start having a lack of peace. There's just a, a, a drive to perform, but there's no fulfillment and there's there's just so much conflict and it's interesting because this is kind of talked about and pictured with the scribes and pharisees in matthew 23 um and i'm going to read verses 1 through 12 and just what what, what i'd like to kind of focus on gabe is to beware of the yoke of living the christian life in our own strength because one thing that we're learning and is that we, in order to live the Christian life, we have to be yoked with Christ. And part of being a non-believer before we were saved was, was living yoked to self, living yoked to sin, living yoked to the world. And um, But here in Matthew chapter 23, we're going to see a little bit of Jesus is going to expose the scribes and the Pharisees in many ways trying to live trying to to live righteously in their own strength and their own abilities. So verse so chapter 23 of Matthew verse 1 it says then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat all therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens. And here we kind of see a yoke coming into picture here. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne. And they lay them on men's shoulders, and they, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers but all their works they do for they for to be seen of men they make broad their phylacteries and enlarge their borders of their garments and they and, and love the uppermost rooms at the feast and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets 
and to be and to be called of men rabbi rabbi but be not ye called rabbi for one is your master even christ and all ye are brethren and call no man your father upon the earth for one is your father which is in heaven neither be ye called masters for one is your master even christ and you just see this headship you see this leadership you see this the head of the christian is christ but verse 11 says but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted really gabe the christian life is not one of striving in our own strength trying to live it trying to make it happen trying to work it out it's one of dependence upon jesus it's one of becoming a servant it's one of yielding it's one of turning our focus turning our gaze turning our mind and our heart to jesus and learning of him and he imparting himself to us filling us with his spirit and then enabling us to walk in a in a manner that's pleasing to god well and i appreciate the contrast you're giving here of where we have the scribes and pharisees who would lay these heavy burdens on people and they they they, they were walking in pride and they wanted recognition and all of that and I want to contrast that with the Lord Jesus Christ and how mm-hmm. he actually, in, he, didn't, he doesn't just lay a burden on us, right? Instead, he actually invites us to be yoked together with him and he carries mm-hmm. the burden. He carries Amen. the weight. He fulfills in and through us what we can never do on our own. And I also think when it says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, one of the things he's saying to learn of him, one of the things he highlights is, that he's meek and lowly. You know, the scribes and Pharisees are looking for recognition of men and, you know, wanting the praise. And mm-hmm. whereas, whereas Jesus came in humility. I think of how this command to take my yoke, this section of scripture that we're looking at is brimming with invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in verse 28, it says, come unto me, right? And so it's an invitation to come to Jesus. And then take my yoke. It's, it's, it's an invitation to be yoked to Jesus, right? And then to learn of him. It's an an invitation to learn of the Lord Jesus Christ. In many ways, there's three commands there. <laughs> there really <laughs> <you> is. Will. <laughs> right, there is. Yeah. Come unto me, take my yoke, and learn of me. Mm-hmm. And what are we supposed to learn of me? And I, Jesus says, what are we supposed to learn of Jesus Christ, in other words? And I think it's, it's so significant and so powerful that Jesus says, come and learn of me. And then he uses two words to describe himself and there's so many different things he could have used to so many different characteristics he could have he could have spoken of concerning himself but i think it's amazing that the two he uses he says for i am meek and lowly wow and so i think one of the marks of our lives as believers who are yoked together with christ is going to be meekness and it's going to be lowliness and the place that we learn meekness the place that we learn humility is at the feet of Jesus, being yoked together with him. He says, come and learn of me. You know, it's as we come to him and as we spend time with him that we learn of his humility, that we become clothed in Mm -hmm. his meekness and his lowliness, that our lives are marked and characterized by his humility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's amazing because he said, come learn of me. 
like the place that we learn is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's really for all the commands of Christ. The place where we come to learn them is at the feet of Jesus. That's right. And I just think of the amazing example that our Lord Jesus Christ was of meekness and of humility um, in, 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 in every area of his life, in every aspect of his life, Jesus demonstrated meekness. Mm-hmm. He demonstrated humility. Um, I think of the meekness and the humility demonstrated in Jesus' birth. You know, we think of Luke 2.12, very familiar verses, but it says, And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing that, that here Jesus, you know, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you know, the creator of the universe is, is born in a stable. Mm-hmm. Right, um, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. Um, in Isaiah fifty three two, it says, "For he shall grow up." Speaking of prophecy, speaking of Christ, it says, "For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, mm-hmm. and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire mm-hmm. him." So just even his meekness and in his lowliness, in the way that he came, even 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 in his birth and 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 then in his life, it says. In, in Isaiah, also prophesying of Christ, it says in Isaiah 42, verses 2 through 3, and I really think this highlights his meekness. He says, He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment into truth. And just a, mm-hmm. an amazing testimony of our Lord Jesus' meekness. And then in, in, in Philippians 2, 6-7, it really highlights the incredible humility of our Savior to come and to take on flesh. It says, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness mm-hmm. of men. Just amazing to consider. To consider mm-hmm the Lord, the meekness and the humility of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he made himself of no reputation, that he took upon him the form of a servant. And I know, Gabe, we, a lot of this command we're focusing on is us being yoked together with Christ. But what I appreciate much about what you're bringing out here is that in many ways, Christ chose to be yoked with us. In other words, he humbled himself. He yielded himself to his Father's will And, you know, just thinking about how the creator of the universe chose to be yoked with us. He didn't have to be yoked with us. He didn't have to have us join him, if you will, in his yoke, you know. But yet, God knew that by sending his son to come to earth, to live in the form of human flesh and humanity, And then for the purpose of dying on a cross, being raised again, and that his life could be imparted to us, fallen creatures as we are, just blows my mind. And that it just, it it, it is an awesome picture of his humility, his lowliness, his meekness and it's something that we should chew on yes and that he invites us into to come to Mm -hmm. him to learn of him Mm -hmm. um that we can walk through salvation yoked together with him right that he saves us brings us into yoke with him and through sanctification we walk together with him 
And as we come to him, we learn of him and we mm-hmm. learn of his humility. Yep. You know, we, so we see it in his birth. We see it in his life. Um, I, I think even, and, and this is amazing, when we think of this command that Jesus gave to learn of him, like of his humility, it's amazing in John 13, 3 through 5, we see another area of this highlighted. It says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he was come from God and went to God, right? And you're like, okay, you know, seeing, you know, who he is, what did he do? It says, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself mm. after they poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet wow. and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Mm. And when he, when Jesus says to come and learn of him, of his meekness and lowliness, this is an amazing picture of it, where he came and he washed the disciples' feet. That act alone was such an amazing display of our Lord's humility. But I think about the fact as he was going through and he's washing the disciples' feet, and then he gets to Judas. Mm. And here is the Son of God washing the feet of the one that was about to betray him. That's right. And he says, come and learn meekness and lowliness wow. from me. Right? And, and then we think about it. We've seen it in his birth. We've seen it in his life. We also see his humility in his death. You know, it says in Philippians 2.8, it says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death mm-hmm. of a cross. Um, I think of John ten seventeen. Therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. Just his mm-hmm. meekness and laying it down his life. I think of um, Isaiah 53, 7, another prophecy about our Lord Jesus and how mm-hmm. it's speaking of his humility. It says, and I, um, it says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted and he opened not his mouth. Mm-hmm. I just think of the meekness and the humility that, 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 that is displayed through this. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. And we know when Jesus was not responding to the accusations brought, people marveled that he didn't answer. Right. right? But it was his humility. It was his meekness. Um, I, I think of even in John 8, 50, um, verse 50, where he said, And I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. And then later on in verse 54, it says, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Right? And so he didn't seek, he didn't honor him. He didn't honor himself. He didn't glorify himself. He walked in humility. Mm. And then we even see his humility in his burial. You know, we've seen it in his birth. We've seen it in his life. We've seen it in his death. Even in his burial. It says in Isaiah 53, 9, And he made his grave with the wicked. You know, you think about him being crucified but two between right. two thieves. I mean, just such mm-hmm. a display of humility. And with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. I think of even in Matthew twenty-seven sixty, it says after um, he was taken and um, was buried, it says, and laid it in his own new tomb. We think of when um, Nicodemus came, right, and took the body of Jesus. And he says, and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. So I think of even Jesus's humility in his burial, that he was buried in a borrowed mm-hmm. tomb. Mm-hmm. Of course, hallelujah, we know he's only going to borrow for the weekend <laughs> because he was going to rise right. again. But just even his humility in being buried in a borrowed tomb. And then, of course, in his resurrection, it says in Philippians 2, 9, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him mm-hmm. a name which is above every name named. Mm-hmm. And so, Nate, I wanted to take that time to consider the meekness and the lowliness of Jesus because in many ways the command to take my yoke, to come to him, to learn of him, is an opportunity for us to come to Jesus mm-hmm. and to learn of him, to walk together yoked with Christ and learn of his meekness, to learn of mm-hmm. his humility, 
the invitation to walk yoked together with him, to look to him, to learn Mm -hmm. of him. And then as we walk in this way, his meekness, his lowliness, his life begins to be seen in and through Mm -hmm. us as we walk yoked together with him. Praise the Lord. And Gabe, as we conclude this episode, I think of what are the rewards? What are the results of learning his meekness, of learning his lowliness, of being yoked to together with Christ? It's finding rest for our souls. It's having an easy yoke. And it's having a light burden. And this is just amazing, Gabe, because when we yield and we surrender to God and and what this looks like is entering into the yoke with Christ submitting ourselves humbling ourselves to Christ learning of him the the fruit of this is there's rest the fruit of that this is is there's peace but that contrasts so much when we try to make it happen um, in our own strength in our eff- in our own efforts um, is there is, is just the total opposite there's anxiety there's worry there's fear but this is where really what it all comes down to is looking at the life of Jesus and learning from Jesus himself and letting his words saturate us through our mind entering into our heart and then as it does that as christ's words takes root um in our hearts and minds god is then able to use his word to influence our actions our words and and really how we live our entire life and so for our listeners we hope that really you're encouraged to come to jesus through these last four episodes we hope that you know, you've seen that there is peace, that there is rest, that Christ's yoke is easy and that his burden is light. And if you're not experiencing that, there's one person that you can turn to that you can experience that in, and that's in Christ. So we encourage you, go deeper in this command. We've only scratched the surface as we've talked about taking Christ's yoke, but we can learn so much from Jesus. And really learning from Jesus is a lifelong process. It's like John the Baptist said, it's us decreasing and it's him increasing. And we hope and pray that's your heart's desire as we together grow in our learning and in our experiencing taking on the yoke of Jesus. God bless you and we hope that you join us our next episode. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.